So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Quick stick by Marco Scandella. Seth Jarvis was sneaking through. Good work by Sveshnikov. Center ice with a steal for Ajo. Ajo across for Shea. He scores! A perfectly placed pass from Ajo to Shea. He had one taken off the board in Tampa, but this one counts. Canes go up 1-0. Across for Ajo. Into the St. Louis zone. Sveshnikov, D'Angelo back to Sveshnikov. They play hot potato with the puck. D'Angelo across. Ajo scores! What a pretty setup! Tony D to Sebastian Ajo and Carolina on the power play goes up two to nothing. Now O'Reilly with a good stick. Sending it across. Shot. And Lyon with the save on Perron! Alex Lyon doing his Frederick Anderson impersonation here. Thomas back up top. Scandella. Scandella looks for a lane. His shot goes over the top of Lyon's head. Bounces off the backboard. Still in front. Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Well, that was different than last night. <laughs> uh, the result was better, the performance wasn't. Uh, but Sometimes you'll take the two points and run, and I think that's what Carolina's going to do tonight. Don't want to minimize the way the, I think the Hurricanes kind of gutted out the last six minutes. Uh, but it was not their best third period. wasn't their best game. Uh, but two points, put it in your pocket, hit the road. Vegas and uh, the West Coast and then Seattle. They go from Vegas. They spend some time in California. There are three teams that call the uh, Golden State home. Then they head up to Seattle to see John Forsland. Then it's over to Philadelphia before coming home the day, uh, a couple of days after Thanksgiving to play the Washington Capitals. So uh, good win, 3-2 for the Hurricanes. Probably a lot to unpack in this. And remember that we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you know where you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Uh, free, free no obligation estimate available to you online at aluminumcompany.com. Hey, we did it before we get to the actual, you know, good, bad, ugly of the game. Um, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that we have never seen three goals disallowed in consecutive games. And Seth Jarvis has two of them. Yeah, it happened again. Seth Jarvis, not allowed to score. Oh, gets it to Shea. Delayed penalty. Lyon to the bench. Extra attacker out for the Kings. D'Angelo hammers one right on. Hofer with the save. It's loose. Jarvis scores! Seth Jarvis cleans up the rebound. And the second goal of his career has put Carolina up 2-0. 
Yeah, well, they ruled that St. Louis touched the puck, which ended possession. Uh, but I want to listen to it. Let's listen to it one more time and see where the whistle comes in. Does the whistle beat the horn? Oh, gets it to Shea. Delayed penalty. Lion to the bench. Extra attacker out for the Kings. D'Angelo hammers one right on. Hofer with the save. It's loose. Jarvis scores! Seth Jarvis cleans up the rebound. And the second goal of his career has put Carolina up 2 nothing. Does appear that the whistle came before the goal horn, so uh, at least they have the chronology on their side. Um, I don't know; it was uh, it was pretty shaky, I thought, but that's all right. Uh, Hurricanes go on to win anyway. Uh, we have talked a lot about breaks and all of the things that uh, you know were going right for Carolina early in the season, and the, the, some of those uh, goal scoring breaks not quite there right now so goals are a little bit more difficult to come by uh so figuring out a way to get a win tonight uh obviously a uh a big deal they needed it um so uh let's uh quickly welcome back justin falk to pnc arena falk had spent the first eight years of his career with the hurricanes uh was a mainstay on the blue line their best blue line player until Slavin and Pesci showed up, but a huge part. I wrote this in the preview. Um, the Hurricanes don't beat Washington without Justin Falk. They don't win that series at all. Falk and Pesci were just ridiculously good. Falk played his best hockey. I think, forget about the offense that Falk had provided in years past. And remember, there was a three-year stretch where he averaged 16 goals a year. Uh, and there was a time where he was like uh, a power play goal walking. Remember, we had we used to get queso when Justin Falk scored a power play goal. But the um, the best year of his career was the year the Hurricanes made the playoffs. And it had nothing to do with offense. He wasn't that great an offensive player that year. He did have 11 goals, I think, but he just wasn't a great offensive player. Uh, I once, I remember after a game, probably, oh, around January, when I was walking back from a press conference, back when we used to have press conferences and we're able to go into the locker room. I guess we do have press conferences now. And I was talking to Rod Brindamore, and I asked him, when did Justin Falk become Glenn Wesley? And I meant that as an incredible compliment because Falk's defense had become so solid that it just it made Carolina better. I'm not saying they didn't need his offense. Justin Falk's an offensive player. They need offense from him. They did at the time. But he was so good defensively that it the fact that the offense had kind of gone the other way didn't matter because he was too valuable. And he had a monster series against the Capitals. Played 35 minutes in the double overtime Hurricanes win in Game 7 in D.C. And he averaged about 26 minutes a night against the Islanders in the second round. And then because, you know, hockey is a business, the Hurricanes didn't really want to invest long-term in Justin Falk. And I know a lot of the fans were okay with that. <laughs> no, whatever, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but he was a really good player for this franchise. It was good to see. Uh, video to uh, just kind of remember all that Falk meant to this team. Remember, he was the second round pick in the Jeff Skinner draft uh, going into the uh, 10-11 season. Uh, and, you know, Falk got to the NHL at age 19. He's a good player. Just a very good player. It's good to see him. Now the Hurricanes are 11-2-0. and They snapped their one-game losing streak. Uh, St. Louis falls to 8-3-2. Uh, the Hurricanes are a couple of points ahead of the Capitals. Uh, and now I don't believe anybody's got games in hand. Uh, but uh, but the interesting thing, and I mentioned it very briefly in the open, I kind of glossed over it. The Hurricanes were better yesterday, rather Friday, than they were Saturday. I mean, if you just watched those two games and... Uh, whenever a goal was scored, you just kind of just close your eyes and you didn't know. You didn't know that goals were scored or not scored. You would have 
there's no way you could have watched those two games and thought that the Hurricanes weren't significantly better Friday than they were Saturday. But they don't win Friday, and they do win Saturday. Hockey. Just the way it is. Hockey. Uh, first and second periods, to me, were pretty similar. Really good start. Obviously, Carolina gets off <laughs> to an incredible start. Uh, the goal almost before uh, anybody sh- like sat down. I mean, think about it. Brady Shea, minute 15 in, it's one nothing. That's right, Brady Shea. Didn't have to wait uh, too much longer for his first goal of the season. We thought he scored one in overtime if Vincent Trocek was offside in Tampa. The first of three consecutive games with a goal taken off the board. Uh, so Brady Shea scores one fifteen in. Uh, Carolina was really good for the first half of the first period and then not good for the second half of the first period. And the numbers, uh, which were tilted in favor of Carolina early, uh, went the other way by the end of the period. And Carolina uh, had allowed eight scoring chances in all situations to St. Louis, to four of their own. Uh, High danger chances were 3-3. Again, we had the Seth Jarvis disallowed goal. Um, and the second period was very similar. Carolina gets a relatively early goal and a power play. Uh, we'll go through the goals, the, the Hurricanes' goals in a second. Uh, they get the power play goal, and they're playing really well early, and then it was, you get a penalty, you get a penalty, you get a penalty. Carolina took three penalties in a six-minute and 50-second span. Now, essentially, they killed off all three. Uh, St. Louis scored on a kind of a, a lucky play in the uh, with two seconds left on, I think, the first of those power plays. Uh, Svechnikov in the box, one of the second of two Andrei Svechnikov penalties. I wasn't in love with that penalty. Uh, that Not that he took. that To me, that's that should be four on four. Um, but that's not the way they called it. Uh, and then, I'm trying to remember who got the, uh, the next penalty. I think it was Brady Shea. Didn't look like much of a trip to me, but I'll, I will say it this way. You earn your reputation in the NHL. And the Hurricanes' reputation right now is they commit a lot of penalties. Good thing the PK is good. St. Louis came in at about 35% on the power play. Probably not a good idea to take four of them. Three in a row at the end of the second period. They were lucky that St. Louis only scored one because the power play was starting to pick up steam. Uh, But they get to the locker room after two periods and it's still 2-1 Carolina. And you think, man, okay, yesterday against Philadelphia, the Flyers came out and just dominated the first seven or so minutes of the period. And they eventually scored twice once during that period of domination, and then one kind of a lucky play. We talked about it yesterday. They took the lead, and Carolina couldn't couldn't find the equalizer, even though Carolina played pretty well after that. And you think, well, that's not going to happen again. Well, <laughs> it happened again because St. Louis was all up in Carolina throughout I first ten minutes of the period, at least it seemed. And it was, it almost felt inevitable that the Blues were going to take the lead. It just almost felt inevitable that they were going to take the lead. Uh, But Alex Lyon, and we're going to talk about him. Alex Lyon played very well, made some enormous saves. And uh, the Hurricanes kind of, you know, rope-a-doped their way, you know, past the midway point of the period and then just started to play a little bit better. Uh, and then late in the period, uh, Cole gets the puck forward to Jordan Martinook. Was it Cole or it might have been D'Angelo that got the puck forward uh, to Jordan Martinook, who did a super job in... Um, actually, I think it was Cole. Uh, did a super job creating... Uh, you know, Got a shot off, a good shot, just went over the net, then retrieved the puck... And that ultimately it finds Brendan Smith, who scores his first goal. Just a great, well-placed shot through a screen. Uh, and 
the screen was by Martinook, too. Uh, so all of that was just good effort play, what's something that Carolina really needed, an effort goal. And that's what it was, even though the shot came from well out. Uh, it was all about Jordan Martinook's effort. Uh, the effort to create the scoring chance, the effort to get the puck back, uh, and then uh, to get to the front of the net and help create the uh, the net front presence that really made that goal happen. Uh, so, uh, really good. First and second period, similar. Uh, good start, bad finish. Third period really was the opposite. Bad start, good finish. Because Carolina did gut out the last five or so minutes of the game. Uh, and then with the, the net empty... You know, Craig Berube pulls the goalie with just under three minutes to go. And Carolina, you know that, I mean, they're thinking this is basically a power play with one of the best power plays in the sport on the ice. Uh, and we still don't have Brett Pesci. Uh, but Carolina gutted it out. Great plays from uh, Ajo and Slavin and and uh, Stahl. Seth Jarvis was out there. Uh, in a uh, six-on-five situation. Just good stuff. No penalties in the third period, by the way. How about that? No penalties in the third period. Uh, Quick thoughts on the three goals before we talk about Alex Lyon. um, Alec Campbell will join us uh, in just a couple of minutes. First goal, again, minute 15 in, uh, is uh, Svechnikov brings it into the zone, uh, leaves it for Aho, uh, continues down the middle. Aho finds Brady Shea, who had snuck in down the back door on the left side. Uh, super pass from Aho. Uh, and then Shea gets the shot off quickly. Uh, and um, it's one nothing Carolina. Great for Brady uh, because he's a good skater. Uh, and there have been moments where he looks really dangerous offensively. But he's not a great finisher. Uh, but if you go back to the overtime goal that he scored that was waved off because Trocek was offside, um, Brady's playing very good hockey. Really playing very good hockey. Led them in ice time tonight. So uh, good for Brady Shea. Played 24-41. Actually had more uh, time on ice at even strength than anybody not named Jacob Slavin. Slavin had just just played uh, just over 22 minutes, 22-11. Uh, and Shea was like at 21-something, 20, uh, I think, at even strength. Uh, Brady Shea played a, uh, played a super game. Uh, then, early in the, th- in the second period, you have the Sebastian Ajo power play goal, uh, which Tony D'Angelo does a lot of really good things offensively. Uh, but... He has the rare ability to put almost every pass exactly where it needs to be. I mean, that pass to Ajo, which uh, Sebastian kind of uh, drifted through the middle of the ice and backed up uh, to his his favorite spot, just basically at the, the face-off circle, in the right face-off circle. And D'Angelo threaded a beautiful pass. Now, there was a big seam there, but... Uh, put the pass exactly where it needed to be, and Ajo just cranked it. Uh, that Carolina led 2 nothing. We're playing really well at that point, and then the last 10 minutes of the period became a penalty fest, and uh, Pavel Buchnevich makes it 2-1. Not big, not a big deal. I mean, you still have a one-goal lead going to the third, which is what Carolina had yesterday that didn't work out so well. Uh, but you don't have any penalties in the third. Again, that's a good thing. Uh, and then the final goal, which we talked about. Uh, after, you know, St. Louis tilts the ice, and you can't ask Alex Lyon to do it all by himself. Uh, so that was a uh, a well-earned second goal for St. Louis on both ends. It was well-earned because the Blues really played a pretty good hockey game, I think. Um, I think they outplayed Carolina tonight. Um, and... Uh, Carolina just allowed the play to be dictated to them. And when you do that, you deserve to give up a goal. So, um, but Lyon made some good saves the rest of the way, and the Canes played better down the stretch, and they figured out a way to get to 11-2. and All right, now to Alex Lyon. This may give something away here, but 
how on earth was he not the first star in the building? I mean, I don't even understand that. Like, first of all, just for the pop, just for the Alex Lyon pop, he should have been the first star of the game. I mean, uh, the blue he stops 27 Blues shots. He makes, a, I don't know, six really good saves on the night. There was some luck, I'm sure. I mean, we know he had, somebody hit a post. Uh, there was a shot that went high, came off the glass, and almost fluttered in the back of the net. Uh, but, I mean, Lyon just played. I thought he was Carolina's best player tonight. I mean, you, you talk about a guy who's played just three games in the minor leagues, just three games in Chicago. Um, he's been okay. He's been two and one. I mean, he hasn't been amazing, but he's been fine. Um, and he has to start in a game that Carolina kind of has to win. You know, you're going on a six-game road trip, five of them on the West Coast. I mean, going starting that sequence with two straight losses, that ain't what you want. So there was just a ton of pressure on him. Maybe he didn't feel any pressure. I don't know. Uh, but he played just a wonderful game. I just don't get how he wasn't the first star. Uh, although these things don't necessarily matter, it's a good thing that I don't play by the arena rules. I march to my own drum. Uh, but Lyon was just absolutely dynamite tonight. And it does bring up the fact that the way that Tom Dundon and Eric Tulski and Don Waddell, the way they retooled this team from a year ago to today, you know, to this year, absolutely remarkable. And I don't know if they took, you know, some of the things that people like me said during last season and after the season in which they allowed themselves the vulnerable position of not having enough NHL bodies to make up for the fact that certain players might be out of the lineup. Um, and no offense, and Jake Bean is having a pretty good season uh, for the Blue Jackets, so I'm not, this is not a slam on Jake Bean. We all watched him last year. We all knew that Jake Bean defensively is not there. And the offense wasn't so great that he demanded to be kept on the ice. And I kept wondering, man, we're going to get to the playoffs and we're going to have a double overtime situation and Rod is going to be terrified to put Jake Bean on the ice. And then what does that mean for Slavin, Pesci, Shea? And Hamilton at the time too, right? And you know that Rod didn't want to, but he had no choice. And then there are injuries to Slavin. And you go, and Shea got hurt too at one point last year. And then you go, oh man, what do we do? Maxime Lejoie has to play. And Jake Bean's got to play big minutes. I mean, this team needed to be retooled. And they needed depth throughout their, uh, throughout the organization. So you got a, a bona fide NHL player in Josh Levo, who is playing in Charlotte, in uh, Chicago rather, in the AHL. He comes up because there are injuries. You've got uh, Nino still hurt. Um, Martin Natchez is sick. Hopefully he'll be okay for the road trip. Brett Pesci is hurt. So when Brett Pesci's hurt, who draws in? Brendan Smith. Bonafide NHL defenseman. He's a bottom pair. He might even be perfectly suited to be an extra, a healthy extra at times uh, or a lot of times. So you bring in Brendan Smith. He scores the game-winning goal. Ian Cole signed as a free agent. Um, Cole is certainly on the uh, on the back nine of his NHL usefulness, but holy cow, was he good tonight, and he was really good last night. Uh, and Alex Lyon for goaltending depth in the minor leagues. So you don't have to roll out maybe a, you know, uh, a rookie like Itu Makaniemi who is playing well, but you'd like to just leave him alone, let him let him grow, let him get his, you know, his uh, North American feet wet. And you don't, and you bring up a guy who's been in the NHL for four years. 
mean, Lyon has started 15 games. Doesn't have an amazing record. But it's 6-7-2. and two. He hasn't been a great goaltender. But he's started games in four straight years. Now five. And to me, best player on the ice for the Carolina Hurricanes start to finish. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm not saying I don't think it's close, but eh, I don't really think it's close. <laughs> uh, there were issues all over the place, and I, don't, I just don't think Alex Lyon made any mistakes. Uh, neither goal is his fault, uh, and frankly, there could have been a couple more. So uh, good for Alex Lyon. Um, yeah, I thought he played really well. Uh, I mentioned Shea. To me, Shea was outstanding. Jacob Slavin played another very good game. Ian Cole was good. Um, and there were just, I'm not saying that there were no mistakes. There were mistakes. Jesperi uh, Kotkaniemi gave the puck away. I Like, didn't just give it away. It almost looked like he was trying to make a pass to the wrong team. <laughs> it was ugly. Uh, Aho and Tony D'Angelo, uh, who combined for the power play goal, also combined uh, for the goal that made it 2-2. Uh, they each lost physical battles on the wall or behind the net, and ultimately uh, Vladimir Tarasenko ties it early in the third period at two. Uh, and then Carolina just kind of hung on for a while and then turned it around and played much better the last few minutes. Uh, and then you get the goal from uh, from Brendan Smith. So uh, all of that was very good. Uh, if you want some numbers, thanks to our friends at Natural Stat Trick, uh, shots on goal, 29-24 in favor of St. Louis. Scoring chances in all situations, 29-19 St. Louis. 12-8 uh, advantage in high danger chances for the Hurricanes. Uh, for, rather, for um, St. Louis. The goal by Brendan Smith was not a high danger chance. It just wasn't. Um, but there was a great net front presence in uh, in that whole thing. Great net front presence from Jordan Martinook in that whole thing. Uh, so, uh, all in all, great performance from Alex Lyon. Um, the game wasn't nearly as good, as well played by Carolina as the loss to Philadelphia on Friday. But while we are all about process here, sometimes you just need the result. And when you're going on a six-game West Coast road trip, you just need the result. And credit to Alex Lyon and the two points uh, from Aho and Svechnikov and D'Angelo each had two-point nights. D'Angelo and Svechnikov, I believe, had two assists apiece. Aho um, had a goal and an assist on the Brady Shea goal. Uh, so you're, uh, you're, as our friend Chuck Caton used to say, your singers and dancers need to be singers and dancers. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, at Alec Campbell 5 on Twitter. Sir, what did we see tonight? I'll just, I'm going to just lay it up open. Blank canvas for you. What did we see uh, tonight? I think we saw a decent hockey game. I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not in the camp that thinks we saw a great hockey game, at least from a Hurricanes perspective. Uh, I think that they were a good five-on-five five team. But I think that – I think their first period was their best period. They got into penalty trouble in the second period. Oh, gosh, yes. And then <laughs> – and I really – I mean, I thought that, that St. Louis had some really great chances to score in the second period and, and just didn't because I think Alex Lyon played pretty well for the most part. Um, third period was really kind of a repeat of last night, except that the Hurricanes were able to score at the end of the period and, and win the game. But I, I just, I mean, I, I didn't feel the completeness of the hockey game the way we have seen it the last couple of games necessarily. Um, you know, there were some guys who I thought played really well tonight. And I'm not even necessarily saying it was a bad game for Carolina. I just think it was um, there were there were moments in the game where I think St. Louis was putting the pressure on and mm -hmm. you go back and you look at the game on paper and Carolina was second best in a lot of 
areas tonight. Uh-huh. Fortunately, they don't play it on paper. <laughs> um, but, but I, you know, I thought they did enough good things um, to get to get a W, and they got a good goaltending performance. So, um, you know, it was a it was a it was a good game, not a great game, not a terrible game. I think St. Louis is a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really good power play. They score goals. They're a good goal scoring team. So, I mean, it's a good team they beat, but it just it just wasn't always uh, pretty for me. Anyway, I think they played. I think the Hurricanes played better against the Flyers than they did against the Blues. Um, and this is hockey. Carolina won, yeah. should have won the game against Philadelphia the way they played. And right. while I'm not saying Carolina played poorly tonight, I think right. St. Louis was the better hockey team. And uh, although yeah. I don't think it was egregious, I think Carolina was significantly better than Philly and lost the game on Friday. Uh, and I think St. Louis was better than Carolina on Saturday. But the the Hurricanes win the game because this is hockey. Uh, and here's just a couple of things, because I thought the first period and the second period were very similar in that Carolina was the better team, probably, let's just split it in half. Better team in the first half of both periods and not the better team in the second half of both periods. And I think the third period was flipped. I think St. Louis did to them what Philly did to them in the third period last night or Friday night. And Carolina uh, kind of found their legs a little bit and they weren't great at the end of the period, but they hung on until they get really, I mean, it's Brendan Smith's goal, but uh, you got to give a ton of credit for Jordan Martinook for just fighting through everything and figuring out a way to keep that puck alive, and um, and it was good. And he and he had the net front too. Uh, I, I, he got an assist on that. Yes, he did get an assist on that. Um, yeah. So good for him because that was uh, there was a lot of hard work done there by Jordan Martinook tonight. But that's just the way I looked at it. Yeah. Just, Carolina got away with. Well, they're not not their best, but they were they certainly weren't bad. Yeah, I also think that that Hofer guy was a little was was pretty vulnerable. I mean, I th- he played all right, but he I think that he was. I mean, Alex Lyon was the was the better goaltender tonight. Yes, in my opinion. Yes, um, I, I I thought I thought that Hofer was there to be had for Carolina. So I think they they may have gotten away with that a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, basically, I feel the same way. Um, you know, Carolina, I, I thought they were a better five-on-five team, but you get to the second period, and eight minutes of that period is, is played on special teams. Yep. Uh, six of it played on, on the penalty kill for Carolina. And I thought we were probably headed to another five-plus penalty game. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, that was not the case. Um. I asked Rod Brindamore about that before the game, and he was like, yeah, I'm concerned about that. Um, <laughs> so glad they didn't glad they didn't get that far again. Um, and the under hit tonight, by the way, again, which is cool. Did you have another under? Um, I did. I mean, I predicted it, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't at the window. Right. But I did predict it. <laughs> uh, you're captain under. That's uh, Alec Campbell, Captain Under. Yeah. Like, n- not only did yeah, the Hurricanes yeah. spend six minutes in the box in the second period, they spent those six minutes consecutively in the box. Right. The The three penalties came in a span of six minutes and 50 seconds. The first one, look, I said this earlier in the podcast. I think you earn your reputation. And the Hurricanes have earned the reputation as a team that takes a lot of penalties, flat out. And so, no benefit of the doubt. I thought it should have been matching minors between Pareko uh, and Svechnikov. I thought Brady Shea in the box for tripping, that's a little light. It seemed to me like Vladimir Tarasenko might have went down a little too easily, but whatever. Um, I thought it was a trip. I mean, it was. I just thought it was a light one. I didn't. I didn't think there was a ton there. Uh, regardless, yeah. regardless. I thought 
I thought this, I I agree you, you could have given matching penalties on Spetch, but I looked at that as a stupid penalty for Spetch. It was. He was holding the stick, just grabbing the stick. I mean, yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. Just it it would it maybe you get maybe they should have announced two minutes for being dumb. Yes. Right. I'm maybe they that. should have done that. Uh, but to me, that's that's a matching minor situation. Um, but that's not the way they called it. And the um, the Buchnevich goal, which was a broken play and kind of a lucky bounce off a skate over to Buchnevich into an empty net, um, that happened with, what, two seconds left on the power play? So Carolina's penalty kill had to be on the ice, basically, for six straight minutes. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, that was a that was a juicy rebound given up by Lyon too, on that uh, Buchnevich goal. I thought I thought there were some, I thought he gave up a few. There were some rebound prone. He was rebound prone tonight, if you will. Uh, that was one of them that ended up going in the net. Yeah, but it got over to him. I mean, it didn't come off of him to Buchnevich. It went off of him. No, 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 no. Right? It went him to Robert. Robert. Smith or whatever his name was. Well, it looked to me like it went off a hurricane skate. Well, it kicked off. Of, I mean, Lyon made the save, and it went right to um, not Robert Smith. Robert Smith was a running back. Um, <laughs> what, right. what was that guy's name? Uh, Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas. Yeah, Robert. What's Thomas. the difference, to be honest, between Robert yeah. Smith and Robert Thomas? Yeah, I mean, the way I remember it is Lyon. It, it kicked off Lyon's pad right out the, to Robert Thomas, essentially. And then he finds Buchnevich on the back door. You could be right about that. Um, yeah, but I mean, either either way, I mean, the um, you just can't spend. And St. Louis comes in with like a 35% power play. You can't just go to the box, go to the box, go to the box. Um, but, I mean, that's what they did. <laughs> Uh, but credit to Jacob Slavin and Ian Cole. Ian Cole played the 20 minutes and 34 seconds tonight, Alec. So a lot for Ian Cole. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, when when healthy, he was like around 13 minutes a night. Uh, and now in the last couple of games, he's been uh, north of 17 and 20. He played... Uh, he was he killed he did a great job last two games he has done an amazing job killing penalties uh, he has really been uh, very important for them it's good to see like I I talked about this earlier also we knew last year they had to retool the roster get more NHL caliber depth um, even stock the minor leagues with people that they could call up and use. And, man, they did a really good job of that. You know, the the fit, the third pair on defense, Ian Cole and Brendan Smith, are bona fide NHL players. And last year, their third pair yep. was ultimately Jake Bean, Yanni Hockenpah, and then, out of necessity yeah. at times, Maxime Lejoie. Like, right. you can't have that. And that, right. I mean, that, to me, that's as much a part of what we're seeing as anything is that they're, they're depth players, their bottom pair, their, bo- their fourth line are legitimate NHL players. Like, we, we, you and I yeah. both like Derek Stepan all year. I mean, again, a fourth yeah. line guy who can just play. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I I really like Stepan. I thought he was good tonight too. Um, he he brings a, a certain level. I mean, he he's not ju- like Derek Stepan. When I watch him, is he's not just a warm body out nope, there. He's not like that guy can make plays. And this is why this is why I get frustrated when we go out of our way to make the Yanni Hockenpahs and the. Uh, Maxime Lajoie's and you know those, those types of players more than what they are too quickly yeah. because now you see what like legit depth players actually look like 
Right. Like, it's not hope and a prayer with these guys. They actually bring more to the table than just not screwing it up. You know, but we, we get so we get so caught in our feels every time someone new comes around. And we got to stop doing that. <laughs> we got to stop doing that. No, no, no. See, see, people need to be able to pretend that they saw Yanni Hockenpah from afar. Like, I, I, I yeah. can't tell you how many people hit me up like, oh, you're missing the boat on Yanni Hockenpah. This is a guy that the Hurricanes have wanted for a long time. I'm like, yeah, they could have gotten him anytime they wanted. They've wanted him for a long time. Right. Why'd they wait so long? And then why did they have to give up another warm body? And I, I don't want to say that Hayden Fleury is just a warm body because um, he's a wonderful human being. Uh, but he is. They could have kept Hayden Flurry and still gotten Yanni Hockenpah. It was the the the, the people right. that tried to make him anything other than uh, a bottom pair or even a healthy extra defenseman. And also for all of his hits, he was kind of a soft physical player. There wasn't a ton of there wasn't a ton of jam of from Yanni Hockenpah in front of the net. Like he did not win a lot of physical battles in front of the goaltender. Um, he delivered hits, but it just it was sort of an empty. He was an empty physical player to me. Anyway, I didn't mean to uh, take shots at Yanni Hockenpah here, uh, but the no, that's okay. I, I want I wanted to rant about that a little bit. It's just this <laughs> this like insatiable appetite to fall in love with everything that's new all the time, just because. We haven't seen them before or, you know, like even, even a guy like Jake Bean, who we understand was a high draft pick and a prospect for a long time, considered the only prospect in the system. I mean, like I remember talking to people, you were there too, when we were talking about situations when, the Canes were trying to look to see, all right, well, how do they get better here? Who do they trade? And a lot of the sentiment was Jake Bean's the only prospect that right. anyone cares about. Except they couldn't trade him. But Right, but at the end of the day, it, it wasn't as great as what everyone thought it was going to be, and people couldn't come to terms with that. Overrating your own prospects is always a problem, and it always happens. It's not like it never. It's not like it's a rarity. It always happens. Um, as a, and so I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to say, man, Seth Jarvis is going to be a superstar. I'm just kidding. Um, we don't know. I thought Seth Jarvis. <laughs> I, I thought Seth Jarvis played well tonight. Um, and he he played a lot. I thought he was good too. I thought their line. I thought their line was good. I mean, despite Svechnikov taking two penalties and one of them being stupid, <laughs> I mean, I thought their I thought their line was pretty good actually. Yeah, that that line is good, and that line is eventually going to get on a roll uh, and score a boatload of points. I think. Um, I thought Sebastian was very good tonight, the, and I'm not even going to take points yeah. off for losing. He and D'Angelo they combined on the power play goal, and they also combined on the game tying goal for St. Louis, each l- taking turns losing physical battles, uh, either behind the net or along the wall. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, the, you give it and you take it. But uh, I thought Aho was excellent yeah. tonight, and uh, I thought yeah, Svech- was. I thought Svechnikov was good. That line was very good. Um, and I, you know, it's kind of funny, man, to watch Seth Jarvis is a 19 year old kid. We thought he was just going to be, uh, was just going to be a cameo and he's playing well without putting points on the board, sort of like he did in the preseason. Uh, the points are going to come. Although although I believe he set a hurricanes record tonight by having a goal disallowed in consecutive games. Yes. I was going to say, man, by the time we like tally up when, when his career is over, and we tally up all of Seth Jarvis's points, we're going to have to just retroactively, like, asterisk it. <laughs> like, also, two goals taken off in consecutive games. <laughs> One, by the way, by for his own, his own fault, though. Premature entrance by <laughs> him last night. <laughs> well, he's, he is 19. Nope. 
Nobody likes that. Yep, it's not good. Tonight, tonight was tonight was unfortunate. I I thought I didn't think that I didn't think that was the right call. Well, listening to it, you can clearly hear the whistle before the horn. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I'm just saying I don't think they should have blown the whistle. Right? No, I no, I agree. I think it's uh, it's questionable whether or not that. Uh, the Blues had possession of the puck. Um, sometimes they blow it just when you uh, make contact with the puck. Um, right. And I guess in their mind, he the referee is about to blow it. I'm, I mean, I I, I agree but, with you. I think I don't think it was the right call. Um, but I. But usually, usually they blow. Usually they blow the whistle when you make contact when it's obvious that you are going to have possession. So they don't really have to right. wait for you to actually get possession to blow the whistle. Right. Yeah. I, right. I agree with you. I, I, I don't think it was the proper call, um, but I understand. Also, if okay. I was going to say also, if you, if you wanted to, to stack accolades for Svechnikov, I mean, it would have been basically his work on top of the crease to jar the puck loose. Yep. Uh, that got the puck to Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Svechnikov's been a, spent a, a bunch of time in the box, but Andre's playing well. Yeah, I mean, there's Agreed. there's just there's nothing bad about Andre's game, other than he keeps going to his room. Um, right, but I mean, he's played really well, so I'm not. I wonder what's in there. <laughs> I do got Legos. It's got action. Yeah, figures. maybe there's uh, maybe there's some uh, hot. Well, maybe there's some of Beth's warm split pea soup oh, in there. Man. Uh, speaking, we can warm up for a second. Speaking of uh, speaking of that, well, actually, I'm going to hold off on my question about uh, soup and uh, and such matters uh, for a second. Uh, let me ask you okay. for your three stars, Alec Campbell. Okay. Hey, by the way, we have we have a new sponsor for three stars. Oh, so you excellent. can count on me having three stars excellent. from now on. <laughs> uh, so I had Sebastian as the third star. Uh-huh. I had Brady Shea as the second star. Uh-huh. And I had Alex Lyon as the first star. That's exactly what I had. I think Brady Shea might have played his best game of the year. He was awesome tonight. He led the team in ice. Yeah, he, had, he, was. he was on the ice more than Jacob Slavin was on the ice, and he spent two minutes in the box. Yes, um, but he had a bunch of shots. Yep. He was he was really good defensively. Uh, he tracked down um, who was that that he tracked down at one point who kind of got in all alone. Now I can't remember it was our defensive play of the game tonight. I don't remember, uh, but he tracked somebody down. Um. Yeah, he was really good tonight. He was so awesome. I, I, I like his game. And this is what I didn't understand. Yeah. I started the podcast with this. How is Alex Lyon not the first star? I don't care if he if, if he uh, allowed some rebounds. He made nutty saves. Yeah. The guy is essentially yeah. a minor league goalie. St. Louis right. was really good tonight. And Lyon saved their rear ends on about five different occasions. I mean, it would... And not to mention... The the pop that the crowd would have, uh, I mean, because it's all about the crowd, Alec. Uh, yeah, right. I know everything's have, about the crowd. They would have gone nuts if Alex Lyon came out as the as the first star. I mean, Sebastian Ajo is going to be the first star a hundred and fifty times between now and the time he's done playing here. Right. This right. was the only opportunity Alex Lyon has to be the first star. Right, and it's not like they, you know, it's not like they give stars out based on who the best players on the ice were. Correct. Every night, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> it's it's like no offense, I I like Brendan Smith. Was he the second star tonight? He played, no, he, played, he wasn't. But he scored the biggest. Right, he said, yeah. scored the goal. He played thirteen minutes. Right. Like it I, wasn't bad, although I, I I think Brendan's been pretty good. He has been. I mean, like for you know, for the role that he's playing and having sat 
Yep. All those games to start the year. I mean, he has not been he has not been a negative. Agre- I mean, I, like I don't mean to I don't mean that as like a backhanded compliment necessarily, but he. I mean, I think he's been mostly a reliable player. Agreed. I, he's been good. He's been good. But if I was making a list of the best players on the ice, I mean, he's behind Ian Cole. He's behind Jacob Slavin. He's behind Svechnikov. Uh, heck, I think Tara Vinen played a good game tonight. Tara Vinen saved the goal, I thought, uh, with a yeah. uh, with a back check. I mean, he's behind Jordan Stahl. Vincent Trocek had a big night in the faceoff circle. I mean, there are t- a yeah. ton of guys who played a better game than Brendan Smith. But the goal counts. The goal counts for a lot. But it was just kind of funny. I just, I, I'm, I always marvel at whoever does the stars. I always marvel yeah. at that. Um, right. And, and I'm not even looking for my indie band, uh, three stars. But you and you and I saw the same game. Uh, with that said, it's going to be 29 degrees at the start of the early morning soccer game. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about steel-cut oatmeal? I like it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm good with steel-cut oatmeal. It's, um, I, I need something in it, obviously. Like I like a little like brown sugar and maybe some berries or something like that in my oatmeal, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I, like, especially for that type of scenario. Like, I, I'm not much of a cream of wheat person. I was as a um, kid. If I, had to, if, I have to, if I had to choose, like, you know, hot cereal type things like that, I'm probably more of a grits person than I am an oatmeal person. But I don't know that grits are the best thing to take with you to, like, that type of situation. So I'd probably... I probably I probably go with steel cut oats. I like that. You can have all my grits. Um, yeah, I love I love grits. Okay, love you can, them. You can have all of mine. Love them. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, there was a there was a hot uh, a green chili chicken soup tonight. Ooh. In the uh, media meal, it was very good. That sounds good. Very good. I could have had that a little bit of a kick to it, but not too much. Yeah, I could have that in the morning. I wouldn't need the steel cut oatmeal with a green chicken chili soup. That that sounds uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, for your uh, for your steel cut oatmeal, do a little agave syrup, right? Oh yeah, I like that. A little agave syrup. Uh, you put fresh blueberries in. Also, uh, mm-hmm. crush some like pecans or walnuts. Mm, yeah, all, all good, all good. Then you got a little sweet. You got a little berry there. Uh, and a little extra added protein. Um, that's what. Uh, that's how we do our steel cut in my house. Where Where are you? Uh, are you still in Greensboro? Oh yes, we have. Uh, we have two games tomorrow. And where are you procur- procuring your fresh berries? Um, from the uh, from the hotel uh, berry uh, berry patch. Berry dispensary. Yes, <laughs> they have. Um, they have like bowls of berries. <laughs> big, big bowls of berries. Big bowls of berries. I love man. it. I, love, I, I love have it. choices. I have blueberries. I have strawberries. I have blackberries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Blackberries are great. Oh, I love blackberries. My favorite berry. I think. Actually, I like I like all the all those. If you just gave me, I've been into like recently, like like yogurt and uh-huh. granola and berries. Yep. I, I I get into that. That's good stuff. That's a parfait. Who doesn't love a it parfait? Is. It, is. it is. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, you show up with a parfait, and I'll love it forever. Every, everybody, people line up to see you if you have the parfait. That's right. So that's right. Yeah. So it's it's going to be right. it's going to be a hot cereal morning. Excellent. Let me know how it goes. I will. I'm curious. I I will. They are um, uh, they are headed. Barring uh, barring a major setback, uh, it appears headed for the championship match tomorrow afternoon. So it's a, it's a probably a two game day. It is a two game day. It is okay. a two game day. All right. Yes. 
All right. Well, good luck Thank to you. the uh, – what's the team? Uh, we are uh, NCFC Thunder. All right. Good luck to NCFC Thunder tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, bring bring home the hardware. Pelts. Pelts on the wall. Let's that's, go. That's all we're looking for. Skins. Skins. I got a um, – And chips. I think I'm going to Sunday fun day tomorrow a little bit. Um my wife and mother-in-law are hanging wallpaper and I'm going to be on uh, dad duty. So I may just, uh, take trip and take them over to the neighbors and, uh, sit there and drink uh, blue moon keg beer. <laughs> you, you and Alec put some, put some blue moon in a sippy. Me and yeah, me and trip. Very nice. I'm a, I'm Alec. That's right. Well, no, no, you should drink out of the sippy. Yeah, I'll drink out of this. It's probably best. It's probably best. It'll, 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 and there's a little governor in the sippy. That's probably a good thing. It's, it's probably very good. Uh, yeah. All right, sir. Have a, uh, have a good fun day. And all right. I'll keep you, I'll keep you posted on how it goes. All right. Sounds good, man. Later. All right, bro. So the Canes still have not lost consecutive games this year. That's good. They snap their one-game losing streak with the 3-2 win. Uh, quick look at the standings in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina, 11-2-0, 22 points. Two points ahead of Washington, 8-2-4. Washington has won three straight, but Carolina's two points ahead with a game in hand. Uh, although it's probably silly to even talk about games in hand and things like that at this point. The Rangers uh, have won two straight. The Rangers are 8-3-3 three, and three on the year, 19 points in 14 games. Philadelphia in fourth place, 16 points, actually tied for fourth with New Jersey. Uh, there are tiebreakers involved, so Philadelphia is listed ahead of New Jersey, but Philadelphia and New Jersey are both 7-4-2. and two. Columbus is 7-5. and five. They've lost a couple in a row. Pittsburgh is five, four, and four. Uh, Pittsburgh started off, I believe, three and zero, oh, and uh, just two, four, and four in their last ten games, something like that. No, I think it's probably it's listed differently. But Pittsburgh got off to a great start and kind of fizzled that fizzled out a little bit. Remember, they've had injuries like crazy. Uh, the Islanders five, four, and two. Remember, the Islanders were picked to finish first in the division. I mean, there's still so much hockey left. It's not to say that they couldn't, uh, but uh, they have. Uh, they have just spotted the Hurricanes 10 points, although the Islanders have a couple of games in hand. The Hurricanes have now played 13 games. Uh, Tampa beat Florida in overtime tonight. Toronto won again. Toronto has won three in a row. Toronto's 10-5-1. and one. Uh, And Detroit picked up a win tonight. Detroit beat um, Montreal in overtime 3-2. 35 saves for Alex Nedeljkovic. Uh, so good on you, mate. Good for Ned. 35 saves and an OT win in Montreal. Boy, they, uh, there are some bad teams in the NHL, and two of them are Ottawa and Montreal. Wow. Ottawa is 4-9-1. Montreal is 4-10-2. Buffalo's kind of come back to earth a little bit last uh, 10 games, 3-5-2 in their last 10. Uh, but 6-6-2, six, six, I think Buffalo's got a future. Um, Good for them, even though they have uh, struggled a little bit of late. and um, But a big win for Tampa. Now 7-3-3 three, and three on the season with the win over Florida in overtime. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. The Hurricanes are on the road now for the last five or the next, next six games. The next five will be in the Pacific time zone. They will be in Vegas Tuesday night late. We will talk to you very early Wednesday morning with the next edition of the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Remember, we're here for you after every Hurricanes game. You can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. We invite you to give us a rating and a review and let us know what you think. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to incorporate more of you guys in this as we move forward, either through uh, like questions on Twitter or things like that, or who knows what we can do, uh, but try to drag you into this madness. 
Uh, and of course, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham, aluminumcompany.com for a free no obligation estimate. If it's for the exterior of your home, there's no better place to find it than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Until we talk again, I'm Adam Gold. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.